I'm Debbie Mahilam, mom of four, Air Force vet turned passionate spiritual entrepreneur. It wasn't all that long ago that I not only lacked the confidence, but the tools and understanding of how to manifest a limitless life. As an ICF accredited certified coach, I created Dear Debbie Dream Daringly to inspire, guide, and support you on the path to manifest your incomparable life. The universe absolutely led you here for a reason. So, if you want a life you love from the depths of your soul, create a life that makes an impact and live your daring dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. I've got you covered. Let's welcome what is the highest good for all and get started. Welcome. Hi, welcome back to Dear Debbie Dream Daringly. Okay, truth bomb. Lately, I had the realization that while I've manifested so much in some areas of my life, there are other areas where I knew I was obviously blocking my manifestations. It was becoming increasingly clear to me that I was the common denominator but that's also a common question heard in manifest manifesting spaces. How can I trust the universe when nothing seems to work out? And to sum it up in the simple brilliance of the incomparable Dr. Wayne Dyer, you'll see it when you believe it. And all that means essentially is that when we're so busy waiting for the universe to show us the signs that we're on the right path, we simply forget that we first need to work on our internal belief systems. Wayne Dyer also said, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Meaning, whatever we're telling ourselves, we're gonna believe, good, bad, or indifferent. I'll give you a simple, slightly out of context example. And this doesn't have anything necessarily to do with my quote unquote worth per se, though I know you already understand this concept. To be honest, when I hear these statements in other places, you know, when I listen to content, uh, podcasts or courses, it just makes it incredibly easier for me to hear someone give an example for my brain to unlock a million examples of my own. So when I was in the military, my first duty station was Laughlin Air Force Base in Del Rio, Texas. It was literally three hours in any direction from anywhere. And the biggest thing around for fun and relaxation was Lake Amistad about 30 minutes away. So it seemed a lot of airmen spent a lot of time in the barracks. And soon after arriving and noticing this, I asked my senior master sergeant about it, and he gave me advice similar to Wayne Dyer's that stuck with me throughout not only my career, but honestly my life. He basically said that every assignment I had, no matter where I would be stationed, would be what I made of it. I could be miserable like the barracks rats, or I could find any way possible to enjoy myself. It took me a minute to wrap my head around that, not literally, but philosophically. 
You know, I was incredibly grateful to him for that dose of radical perspective of honesty. You know, and ultimately, I did enjoy my time there and my time in the Air Force. So how can we apply what Wayne and my senior master sergeant had to say? Well, if we look inward, we can create a radical reframe. A radical reframe no longer has me waiting for the universe to reveal to me if I'm on the right track, but will instead have me redirecting that search inward, asking myself, do I believe that I'm worthy of what I desire? So if I re redirect my focus, believing I am worthy of my desires and I can co-create my desire with the universe, then I can allow for the radical reframe I need. That simple change in our beliefs will allow for us to shift our vibration from a needy energy to a place of surrender. And surrendering our desires to the universe, having faith in ourselves by doing our part and letting go and welcoming what is the highest good for all involved, that's what it's all about. Something else I realized was that I was blocking some of my manifestations by making things hard. Now there's a difference between working hard and making the work hard on ourselves. Because when that hard work feels hard, that's another moment when we're likely blocking those manifestations. And you wanna know something else we often forget that you've likely already heard me say, probably more than once, it's good to feel good. I'm gonna to cop to something else. I often need to remind myself of that very fact. We all get bogged down by deadlines, demanding schedules, to-do lists. And on top of it, the fact that we want to get in as much time with our families and friends as possible. And that can easily lead to tunnel vision and trying to get it all done to get to the quote unquote good stuff. I'm here to remind myself as much as anyone else that by being present and looking for ways to enjoy whatever it is we're doing, it will not only raise our vibration, but help us shift our beliefs of who we are and who we're meant to be. So let's repeat Dr. Dyer's quote again. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I purposefully choose to have more fun in what I do. No longer do I want myself to feel inundated. So instead I choose the mantra of, I don't do overwhelm. That means I can have more fun along the way. 
I can trust that if I'm having more fun along the way, then the universe can catch up with my dreams. I know if I can just trust to have more fun along the way, I can allow the universe to reveal to me what is of the highest and best. So let's pause for a second because I understand how difficult it is to just say, hey, let's just shift our belief system and go, boom, I'm worthy of my desires. But what I'm going to encourage us all to then do in order to help facilitate that is an exercise that can help us see how far we've come. For years, I used this particular analogy of a mountain with family, friends, and now clients. You'll hear this from me more often than not, but I'm ridiculously notorious among family and friends <clears throat> for my use of metaphors and analogies. If you could only see my cheesy grin. Well, in this example, it goes a little something like this. The mountain, or a mountain, represents our journey in life. And all too often throughout this journey, we are so hyper-focused on summiting the peak of our mountain that we get too easily discouraged because all we can see is how far we still have to go. Now, as a guide, I'm able to remind others to pause, remembering to take a moment to look around where they're at on their mountainside. Then I can offer another reminder to then breathe, filling their lungs with as much fresh, clean air as possible. Now comes the very important piece of guidance. Once someone has had time to rest, refresh, and possibly rejuvenate in the moment, I ask them to turn around and look at how far up the mountain they've traveled, how many obstacles they've overcome, how many storms they've weathered to get to the very spot they're standing at now, and then to remind them that the summit isn't necessarily the destination. It's just a placeholder to help keep their goals aligned. Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy in the NYT bestseller, The Gap and the Gain, talk about focusing on our gains, i.e. everything great in our lives versus being in the gap, meaning our happiness being tied to something in the future, diminishing our present. And in the introduction section of the book, they write, when we're chasing happiness externally, it's because we're disconnected internally. And if we're disconnected internally, then we're trying to fill a gap, end quote. Now, Dan Sullivan goes, to, goes on to say, quote, 
Your future growth and progress are now based in your understanding about the difference between the two ways in which you can measure yourself. One against an ideal, which puts you in what I call the gap, and against your starting point, which puts you in, quote unquote, the gain, appreciating all that you've accomplished, end quote. So now what am I talking about? Well, Dan and Dr. Hardy both encourage an exercise, which I'm going to oversimplify here just because of time's sake, that has us using something with an acronym AMB. And that means always measure backwards. Similarly to my mountain visual, meaning we can have effectively measure each of our gains and not in a generalized way, but by keeping a very detailed record of what we've accomplished in a marked set of progression notes of those gains. Dr. Hardy talks about how he journals daily and goes through roughly a journal a month. Okay, now I know you're going, um, okay, Debbie, I don't even journal. So that seems like a lot. And for those of us who do journal, that even still can sound like a lot. But just hear me out on this because it's what he does in each of these journals that we can still do to help us see this market progression. In the cover of each of these new journals, he asks himself five questions to get a snapshot of where he is. And this serves as one way to measure backwards. And here are the five questions he asks, and I'm going to link to these in the show notes. These five questions are, where am I right now? What are my wins from the past 90 days? What are my desired wins for the next 90 days? Where will I be in 12 months? Where will I be in three years? Now, he says it takes him about five to 10 minutes to answer these questions with about five to 10 bullet points per question. And he says that comparing snapshots of our former selves with our current selves quickly can get us in the game. So, it's not you having to answer those questions and going in this really deep, deep, like thesis type essay or deep thesis type, you know what I'm saying, but just to quickly give yourself bullet points just so you can make comparisons. And I think that's so brilliant. So in a spirituality sense, if we're going to combine our gains along with our guiding principle of you'll see it when you believe it so that we can help shift our internal beliefs with that powerful combination, we can really enhance our belief system, knowing that we're really worthy of our desires. Because now we have a concrete system of evidence showing ourselves how far we've already come. We're not starting from scratch. We're always starting from experience. 
And we can, from that basis of evidence, we can continue to put in the joyful work to obtain our desires. But we can now do it in a way that the universe can catch up with our dreams and we're able to do it with a joyful abandon. Before we can manifest anything, we need to know what we're hoping for. If we're unsure, we can welcome in things we may not really want. And this is how a lot of us end up on paths that don't align or just don't feel right. And so here's what I'm going to call the simple manifesting overview that I want to go over quickly. So what happens if we just don't know what it is we want? And in the stillness, or for some of us during exercise, and some people refer to this as a moving meditation, can be where the answers come more easily. And this is where we just need to ask ourselves, what is in the depths of our heart? And I believe, don't we already really know? We likely do. It kind of goes back to what we talked about in the beginning of the episode, that we think we're just not good enough to get it, or worse, that if we try, we're going to fail. So the real challenge isn't necessarily about clarity. It's also about the fact that we have to own that we're not only clear, but that we have to be brave enough to name our dreams and desires. And here's where we're going to tie it all together. And this one's a biggie. We next have to ask ourselves why we want that dream or desire. When our why is connected to our highest and best selves, and or being of service, we're then aligned with what the universe wants for us. But if our reasons are fear-based, egotistical, self-aggrandizing, self-serving, or competitive, we're not in alignment with our bigger purpose. And to manifest something we desire, we need not only to define and connect with what we desire, we then need to continue trusting that we're worthy of those desires by releasing our limiting beliefs and continuing to do the work on our radical reframes. We can then continue to have faith and welcome what is the highest good for all by taking inspired action towards our desires and doing the important visualizations and believing that our desires have already been made manifest and ultimately surrendering our desires to the universe. And knowing that the universe has a far greater plan than we could ever conceive. All that combined genuinely helps me at least to know that I'm able to dissolve those blocks. This is important, but your manifestation might not be what you expected. And here's the thing, manifesting isn't about necessarily getting what we think we want, but about knowing the universe has a far greater plan than you or I could ever conceive. 
And it happens by our being receptive to that plan and actively believing in ourselves and staying the course, knowing that the universe does have our backs. And also knowing that we have the ability to be in our highest and best selves to reach our highest purpose. Okay, and I know, you know, I've been talking a lot about surrendering and surrendering our desires to the universe. And that simply means we stop trying to force and control the outcome. Because when we're so preoccupied with the outcome, aka the thing that we're trying to manifest, exactly the way we believe it should be. We literally block our manifestations. Now, I am going to use a silly example with you, so bear with me. It's for visual context. Because you're listening to me right now, and I want you to be able to have a little movie going in your head. So let's say... Your heart's desire are Rhode Island bread chickens. Now, for some of you, this may be true. <laughs> you've done the work. You've, you've gotten clarity in your heart. You've built a beautiful chicken coop. You've fenced it in. You've done everything. You've released any limiting beliefs that you wouldn't be a good chicken owner or farmer. You've done the day visualizations of a full coop gathering the eggs with great success day after day and waited patiently for the universe to catch up to your dreams. And you've done this with such intensity. All you picture is those Red Island, Rhode Island Reds. Done this so intensely. You do this with such focus such intense focus all you see day after day is yourself out there with your rhode island reds picking those eggs doing what it takes but what if you had spent all your time being hyper focused on the rhode island red so much so that you blocked yourself from receiving an even better opportunity of having another breed of chicken that ultimately could be an even better fit for not only you, but your family that includes small children. Because the Rhode Island Red is a little aggressive and perhaps Silky's come into the picture, but you've been manifesting and blocking your manifestations. Because being in a needy, anxious, controlling state creates negative energetic vibrations that block our manifesting ability. And what's the cure to this? That cure is patience and allowance and releasing any outcome control. We do need to have clarity what it is we want. But the surrender and the faith 
knowing that the universe does have a far greater plan for us, allows whatever is meant, surrounding our desires, welcoming what is the highest good for all involved, to let that materialize in a way that could bring in opportunities that we could have never imagined. And this allows us to stay open and positive and let us receive abundance as it comes. And if you've been in that place of knowing, i.e. trusting and having faith in the universe for a long time, but maybe have started to wonder, when are my manifestations going to come? I'm just going to remind you to have even more patience and even more faith and surrender even greater. And I'll tell you, these steps have helped me to recognize where my blocks have been in certain areas of my life. So I genuinely hope that this has helped you too. And I know it's a lot to take in. So please, please feel free to email me or DM me with any questions or comments that you have because ours is a limitless and comparable awakened life of peace, ease, and joys that is just waiting to be tapped into. So thank you so very much for being with me today. I'm so hoping that I've earned the privilege of your time today. And if you've loved today's episode and have gotten value from it or any other episode, and can confidently say, I love the Dream Daringly podcast. Please consider tapping to rate with five stars and select write a review. And then please be sure to let me know what it is you love most about the episode. This helps me to support more people just like you dream ridiculously big and manifest and live the life they desire. So just scroll to the bottom of the page where you listen to your podcast and tap to rate with those five stars and select write a review. And dear friend, until next week, remember, always be dreaming. Since I'm not a medical professional or scientist, I don't offer any professional health or medical advice. So if you're suffering from any medical or psychological conditions, I highly encourage you to seek help from qualified health professionals.